0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, hear your Business Radio X host. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Keith Overt here, broadcasting from our Business Radio X studios in Pensacola. And uh, I have a very special guest with us this afternoon uh, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm going to call you uh, Mr. Levin. But I have uh, Mr. Fred Levin here. And uh, no stranger to uh, anyone here in Pensacola and surrounding areas. Um, and uh, Mr. Levin's here today because we want to talk about the uh, fantastic uh, gesture that you made with University of West Florida. And um, uh, thank you for coming on and, and spending some time with us this afternoon.
1: All right. Well, there's no problem at all. And I'll be happy to hopefully answer any questions you have.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what I moved down here in, uh, 1989 when I was 10 years old. So I have heard the name of, uh, of Reuben, Askew, but I don't think I ever knew him, um, in any, uh, a way that, that he's obviously been talked about and who he is and obviously what he meant to you. But so uh, for a guy who doesn't know, can you give me a little history on him?
1: Yes. Um, uh, Reuben, uh, Actually, he was born in Oklahoma, but moved to Pensacola with his mother and I think a couple of siblings uh, after he was about one year old. His mother, uh, I think, and father had divorced, and his mother worked as a maid at the San Carlos Hotel. And uh, Ruben uh, grew up here in Pensacola. Went to Pensacola High School, where uh, he was uh, president of the student body. Then he went to uh, FSU, where he was president of the student body. And then uh, he uh, went to law school at the University of Florida. Came out, uh, he served uh, uh, in either the Army or Air Force, and uh, came out uh, to practice law in Pensacola in the uh, late 50s. Uh, he started uh, in the state attorney's office and uh, was a very effective trial lawyer. He and my brother David got together and formed a law firm here in Pensacola of Levin and Askew. And uh, I. Yes, he had been uh, working as a lawyer, and uh, sometime in the 60s, he ran for the state representative, which uh, he won. Mm -hmm. And then later, he ran for the state senate against the, uh, I guess you'd say, the old guard, which was Philip Beale. Okay. and he, he won he, he won the race and became a state senator and started to develop a, a, a name uh, as a uh, and a very effective uh, state senator. Then in I guess it was 1970 ran for governor of Florida. and as the uh, you know nobody gave him a chance. Mm -hmm. But he slowly but surely came up the ladder during that race and was elected governor of Florida. And uh, he served two terms as uh, governor of Florida and was uh, probably, and even to this day, is considered to be probably the most effective uh, governor in the state or ever has been in the state. He then uh, uh, served in the Carter administration as the special envoy, uh, something to do with trade. I think he was Mm -hmm. a special trade envoy. Uh, And then uh, uh, started teaching at uh, uh, University of Florida, Florida State. I think he actually, at one time or another, taught at every one of the state universities, uh, at the, he passed away, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and, uh, he, at that time he was, uh, teaching at Florida state
0: university. So I I have to, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I think it was Harvard university that, uh, did a study on the, governors of the 20th century. And, uh, Rubin was, uh, determined by Harvard to be, uh, the third best governor in the United States during the, uh, 20th century.
0: Wow. So he, um,
1: he did a lot of things. He helped integrate the state of Florida. He passed a corporate income tax. He did, um, he just, uh, he was probably the most ethical and most moral man I had, and still to this day, had ever met. He's, he was quite a, uh, a icon in, in not just the state of Florida, but in, certainly in Pensacola, probably the most uh, famous uh, person to mm-hmm. come out of Pensacola.
0: Well, I, I have to say so just, the story just, of well, just on his winning track record alone, I'd say he's got a very decent methodology. <laughs> um to uh, to have pulled that off on all of those fronts is uh is very incredible and um to have such an interesting life. And then of course I, I'm a, I'm gonna confess, Mr. Levin, I, I am <clears throat> excuse me, I am a knoll at heart. I am a graduate of two thousand, so The Gators and I will just have to be rivals, but um, I understand you have your heart in both places. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, what do you think were uh, for for Ruben? What do you think his his top three traits were that allowed him to really be that successful? Integrity uh, would
1: be uh, the thing that had always been. I mean, up through uh uh everything he did uh it was done with the uh the public uh uh at i mean he was he was concerned that he'd do the right thing and not uh, ethically morally everything was uh uh he would look at it as is this the the right thing to do and and So, uh, and he became known for that. I mean, uh, going back into Pensacola history, if you ever met people that were active during those times, during the 60s and 70s, uh, they will tell you, even those that uh, were opponents, will tell you that he was uh, just a first-class human being. He really was.
0: Well, it's, it sounds like he made a, a, a great impression on your life as well, and and uh, let's be honest, you you have had an interesting story as, uh, uh, along your years, have you not?
1: Yes, but well, <laughs> and a lot of it had to do with uh, with Governor Askew. I mean, and he uh, all during the '60s and uh, even after he became governor, he always. Uh, uh, I used to smoke. And I used to gamble, and I'd, he'd always uh, caution me about uh, that uh, I shouldn't be doing these things. And mm-hmm. so, over the years, he finally he got me to quit smoking, but it's a little late. And he, uh, uh, and I gamble seldom now, but anyhow, he had a, a, a tremendous impact on my life.
0: Well, very, very neat. And, and to, uh, to hear it, uh, from your mouth is, is, uh, has been very refreshing. So again, I didn't, I, I remember seeing his name across you know, highways and I know I've seen his name at Florida state and stuff. And honestly, I, I haven't even Googled the gentleman. So it was nice just to hear it from, from a friend. Um, but as it goes in, in what UWF has sent out, uh, You know, this is, you did this for it to be in his name. And, um, yeah. And
1: purposefully a contribution.
0: Yeah. And and UWF's calling it a game changer, which, uh, which I absolutely would agree with. And it sounds like that's exactly, uh, the kind of gameplay that Ruben was in making change and making things happen on a big scale. Mm
1: -hmm. And, uh, I, at first, uh, I wanted to do something in his name, and it, I actually uh, that was going to try to do it in the athletic uh, arena at UWF. But, uh, in fact, I, uh, I made a $100,000 contribution to the football
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, team, and hopefully that some... Uh, field or something could be in uh, governor askew's name that never uh caught on i i was hopeful that others would contribute mm-hmm. so anyhow finally got to a point that happened a couple of years ago and i wanted to do something i mean his uh uh his wife is still living and i wanted it to be done uh you know before she passed away and so i finally uh sat down with uh, Brendan Kelly at who was the fundraiser for UWF mm-hmm. and decided to do this and, uh, in governor Askew's name. And hopefully this will just be the beginning of a steam program in his name at, uh, UWF.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that's exactly, uh, the direction it's headed. And, um, I can tell you, uh, Myself, personally, and my business partner, Calvin, and I, we sit on a uh, board for I-10 Wired. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's sort of the tech and STEM kind of community. Uh, and we do a summit once a year. And it's a nonprofit. So once all of the expenses are paid, this is exactly the kind of programs that our money goes back into to fund for some scholarships and and really help uh, some of these generations come out of college with some really, really honed uh, skills that are hard to find these days that we have a gap for. So this is a, this is a huge feather I think in Pensacola's cap as well as UWF um, for us to be able to compete in, in the world of, of technology and in science and uh, engineering and mathematics and all these things that are really becoming the forefront of the workforce these days.
1: Um, well, I appreciate that and uh, hopefully it will.
0: Well, we've got a couple of other places that we'd love to have your company if you get bored. <laughs> and I'm sure Ruben wouldn't mind either. <laughs> um, but uh, um, again, thank you very much. I, I, I don't even go to UWF, but I can just say thank you because I have two daughters that, that may end up taking part in some of this one day. And that was not the case 20 years ago um, when, when we got here. Yeah. So, um, you know, what a fantastic thing to do. And, I think they will. They have not started construction, or uh, it's going to be a little while. Is that my understanding?
1: Yes. I, I, there, I think, is a building they can buy. But, I mean, that's up to them as to. Uh, but I, I, I am convinced that they're going to have the STEM program in uh, Governor Askew's name and that that will be started. Very soon.
0: Very cool. So uh, this is not law. And uh, when I said you had a life of adventure, I've known that, um, obviously with Roy Jones and, and some of the other stuff, but you, you've got an entrepreneur side to you, don't you?
1: Um, been, yeah, probably, but I think (laughs) I've been very fortunate and lucky in so many ways But. uh, well and roy jones is an example of that but also the the law and and so many other things that that have uh just uh, have fallen into my lap and and like i say it's uh uh i've been very fortunate and lucky that those things have happened in my lifetime sure absolutely
0: and i i'm completely uh, I'll be honest, I'm amazed that there's, there's another layer to you every, every other year. Um, just because I've, I've obviously grown up here, so I've kind of followed some of your successes and, and, uh, it, it's been really, really fun watching your life kind of unfold. If I could say that sort of in a vicarious manner.
1: Well, I appreciate what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, i tell you what I, uh, was telling you before we, um, went on air that, uh, this morning, I do, we do a lot of streaming, so we're very digital. We're very into the social media world. And um, so this morning, I put out uh, a question on Facebook that said, if you could ask Fred Levin any question you wanted to, what would you ask him? If you don't mind, I would like to share some of these with you because I think they're uh, some really good questions, to be honest, and I would like to know the answers.
1: <laughs> I'll be happy to try.
0: All right, so... Uh this was a really good one from uh, uh we had Keisha roster and she says what's the one thing that you regret the most and what did it teach you
1: I would say that that what I did was put career and the law at the forefront and as a result of that I was not the best husband or father i look back and realize that if I had it to do over again, I think I would put a, a more emphasis on family than, than I did. Fortunately, my four children have turned out very, very, uh, I would say, actually have turned out fabulously. And most of that is owed to their late mother. But uh, I think that would be the one thing that I, I I'll regret the most. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I appreciate it the most. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a bittersweet. That's a that's an inner battle for sure. I can completely understand. So um, okay, so we have. Uh, let me think. a Kevin Matlock here. Uh, who who was your biggest influence in your career? And uh, obviously, we know that uh, Ruben was a large influence, but was there anybody else that was really uh, sort of in the forefront of a, a role model for you?
1: Um, I, I, I guess from an overall standpoint, my father would have uh, been the, if not the greatest influence, he would certainly be one of, and, uh, I mean, he, there were six boys in my family, uh, he had six, uh, sons and he, uh, worked seven days a week. Uh, at, he had, uh, uh a, a, a pawn shop on Palafox street and he worked at the dog track at the, uh, in the concessions, worked at the beach in the concessions. He. Uh, He, like I say, worked seven days a week working uh, to provide for his family. Uh, It had a tremendous influence on me because uh, in law school, I worked seven days a week and didn't attend any football games or parties or anything. And when I got out and started practicing law, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I worked, worked, worked. And like I said, I, <laughs> to the, uh, I think uh, that this, of course, took away from family, mm-hmm. but, uh, as to whether it was a good influence or not, it was certainly an influence on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I also think in in credit should be given where it's due for sure um, is, is that not only were you practicing law, but uh, you've helped shape a lot of law and you've helped sort of steer some things in some really good directions. So uh, uh, as much as you got to say it took away, you've also, you also helped a lot of other people.
1: Uh, I appreciate what you're saying. And yes, it, it, things happened that, uh, Again, they sort of fell in my lap, and I took advantage of it. And, and, and that they have had a uh, not just an impact on, on the law, but an impact on the uh, the people of this country mm-hmm. uh, as a result.
0: So, uh, which leads me right into the next question here. Uh, Heather Lynn asks, "What is your most memorable case, and why?"
1: The most memorable actual case was uh, uh, back in ni- the late 1970s. There was a uh, a train that overturned, and there's some anhydrous ammonia that escaped. It uh, it actually that uh, happened on scenic highway down by Gull Point, which is oh. A few blocks uh, south of the interstate uh, mm-hmm. bridge. And uh, it killed Dr. John Thorshov immediately. His wife died uh, 75 days later from the anhydrous ammonia. And as a result, I handled the case for their deaths against the LNN Railroad. And at the time, it ended up being, I think, the largest verdict in this country. Uh, now, since that time, things have changed, but uh, so and this sort of uh, put me in the limelight of personal injury law throughout the country, and and uh, so this would be the most, uh, I guess, case that had more influence. Uh, on my career than any I've, I've, I've handled before or since.
0: Sure, uh, and, and very uh, young into your career. All of a sudden, it's uh, <laughs> one man versus the entire railroad. That's, uh, that has to be very intimidating.
1: Well, it, it was, but at the same time, I looked at it as a wonderful opportunity.
0: Sure. Um, sound, you, were, you were definitely coming from the glasses half full, I can tell. Um, in, 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 like you said, since then, you've taken on massive, huge companies and, and, and brands and, you know, um, things that were staples of our culture. It, when, it, it, when you're standing there in that room and when you're going through this stuff, is it just Fred against the other guy or does that always loom over you that it's this huge company or this large corporation? I, I mean, how do you deal with that kind of stuff?
1: It's a lawsuit. I mean, and it's, uh, I don't know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Sure. Uh, That's, uh, it's enjoyable to take on uh, a major uh, opponent. It's a lot more enjoyable to uh, take on that battle than it is to to take on just an ordinary uh, individual.
0: Yeah, so, I, uh, especially when you win. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, so so um, uh, I have another question here from Frank that says, what can I do as a small business owner to be a bigger brand here in Pensacola? Uh, and then he says, or what is your special recipe? Um, yeah.
1: I, proper, really, I, it gets down to what I had said earlier of just hard work. and preparation, and luck. I mean, uh, it, in, in my situation, uh, I've always been, since I started law school, well-prepared. And I felt like I out-prepared my opponent. Uh, but at the same time, you've got to have had the break of getting the right case. In my situation, that railroad case, uh, it fell into my lap. Uh, without it, I could still have been the hardest worker, and without the right case and the right uh, PR, I would still be that great trial lawyer who never got the uh, the right case and the, the, the publicity. My suggestion to him would be just... Continue to work uh, as, and prepare as well as you possibly can and hope that the right situation uh, takes place that that gives you the, the publicity that you need in order to uh, let the world know how good you are.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm noticing, too, that you've said it numerous times is that No matter where you were uh, working or whatever case it was, you you were always looking for the opportunity to leverage that for the next case that was coming your way or to, you know, bring you up another notch above the other guys. And
1: it's uh, the two things have to take place. One is you. And the funny thing is, you don't really have to have that natural ability or be that good if you just prepare to the point where uh, you out-prepare pre- the, the, your opponent. But the most important thing is is that you get the opportunity. Um, I mean, I've always I've lectured around the country at different places, and always I have said that give me a well-prepared average lawyer and he's going to beat the great lawyer who is not that well prepared. And, and I think that's so in life. That, uh, but uh, uh, anyhow, that's uh, uh, my general uh, feeling about the law practice. And I think it'd be the same on about almost anything. I, always, I would agree. It was the situation in, in school. It's been the situation in the practice law, but again, the opportunity has to present itself. I mean, you can go out looking for it, and hopefully you'll find it. But but you can be the best in the world at what you do, and and without the opportunity to prove it, it's it's, it's it doesn't help.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, there, I'm sure uh, use the example. They're probably hundreds of people who could sing as well as, say, Frank Sinatra, but it was just the right place at the right time. And nowadays, I'm sure there may be thousands that can sing as well as some of our music superstars Mm -hmm. today, but they just didn't get the opportunity. I'm sure there are thousands of people who do what you do and uh but you've got to get the the opportunity to to show to the world what what you 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 can can do and so but all in all it's preparation and opportunity i think is the to the whole situation.
0: Uh, I'm going to take it. I am uh, book it, Dano and those will be the, uh, the two God words for the, for the, this office for the rest of the year. I can tell you that right now. Um, I got one last one and, and I saved this for last because when I read it, it, it was very, very well spoken and thought out. And I really appreciated this because it was going to be nice to read it to you. This came from Mr. James Martin. <clears throat> and uh, not really a question, but more of a, a fantastic compliment. It says, Fred has a great book that covers some interesting, funny, and sometimes extremely direct topics. And I believe it's called And Give Up Showbiz. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. So I, that's next on the list to read. I can tell you that. He says, I found it an intriguing and sometimes hilarious read. My personal experience with Fred has been nothing but stellar. He allows artists to create for him without micromanagement. He truly appreciates talented people in all walks of life. I've found him to have a genuine interest in the lives of others. I've watched and listened to him over the years. I've known him, and in my opinion, his brilliant mind allows him to constantly think outside the box. Now, I don't know if you know James Martin very well or or not, but those are some fantastic words for somebody to write about somebody else. And I'm really honored to share that with you.
1: He's, uh, actually, uh, he's an outstanding, uh, uh, I guess you'd say landscape architect. Okay. He's done a lot of work for me and a lot of work for, uh, uh a number of people all over town. And he, he really is good. And I appreciate his uh, comments, uh, in, in regard to, uh, my life.
0: Very cool. So you've left a, a great impression and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to personally thank you. Um, I, I've sure in some way, shape, or form have benefited from your work, uh, uh, growing up here in Pensacola and being part of Pensacola. And I know your family, um, pretty well. And I know some of the businesses and stuff that they're in that I d- have definitely, um, benefited from. Um, so, you know, <laughs> thanks for being here <laughs> and participating, right?
1: I appreciate the interview. And if I can ever be of any help, just give me, give me a call.
0: Absolutely. So, um uh, uh, again, UWF uh fantastic um donation by Mr. Levin uh to in uh, Ruben uh excuse name and uh there's going to be more of that coming as they get the program up and rolling, I'm sure. Uh you'll be able to find it here on Pensacola Business Radio and uh Fred, if you'll just stick around for a second, let me get us out of here. You can find us at picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.